For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, aka the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. This is the Untold Italy Travel Podcast and you're listening to episode number 75. Ciao and benvenuti to Untold Italy. I'm Josie. And I'm Katie, and we're here to help you plan your trip to Italy. Between us, we have many years of travel experience, and we want to help you uncover your own, as yet untold stories and adventures in Italy. Each episode, you'll hear practical advice, tips and ideas to help you plan your own trips to the magical land of history, stunning landscapes, and a whole lot of pasta. We'll have interviews from experts and focus on local destinations, and frequently ask questions about travel in Italy. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to our show. Now let's get started on your regular dose of Bella Italia. Ciao everyone. Hope you are keeping your Italian dreams front of mind. I don't know about you, but I am loving being on Instagram at the moment, watching our Italian friends explore their country and enjoy the weather, which is finally becoming sunny and beautiful after a long, long winter and lockdown. My favourite last week was seeing a trip to Venice my friend Liv took over the weekend, where she stopped at one of my favourite Cicchetti bars overlooking the gondola workshop. Bliss, I was so happy for her. Speaking of our friends, one of my favourite places to be when I can't be in Italy is in our Untold Italy Insiders group. This is our online membership where we do a deep dive into Italian food, wine, culture and, of course, travel. I'm joined by some of your favourite guests on the podcast, including Holly Starr from Capri, Giovanni D'Agostino in Le Marche and Liv Windsor in Piedmont and guidebook author Karina Cook, who always has so many wonderful insights into Italy from top to toe. We help our members plan future trips, reminisce about past ones and learn new recipes and about wine, cheese and history. This is the place to be if you crave more Italy when you can't be there. It's ad-free, fun and explores beyond the obvious when it comes to all things Italian. This month, we're exploring pecorino, both cheese and wine, plus learning to make spaghetti vongole and exploring the region of Umbria. It's going to be lots of fun, and I'd love you to join us. I've put the link into our show notes so you can check out all the details. Now, are you ready for another trip to the Italian lakes? Of course you are. Today, we're going to the shores of beautiful Lake Como with its stunning villas and pretty towns backed by alpine fields and hills. It's a perfect place that's been a favourite vacation spot since Roman times. 
I'm joined by Isabella Panzeri, who owns Orizonte Lake Como, a company that creates beautiful experiences on Lake Como, including boat tours and sunset aperitivo tours. Isabella travelled the world and had an incredible time doing so, but it wasn't until she returned home to Italy and the shores of Lake Como that she found her true purpose. She's going to tell you all about the lake and what you can do, see, eat and drink there. Wait till you hear about the real lunch. It's pretty amazing. So let's get started. Benvenuta, Isabella, and welcome to the Untold Italy podcast. Ciao, Katie. Thanks for having me today. It's so wonderful to have you on the podcast today, joining us from beautiful Lake Como, which I can see in the background. We're recording the audio here, but Isabella has joined us from this beautiful, beautiful spot overlooking the lake. So I'm getting a real treat and I'll I'll post a picture of a screenshot I did because it's just really beautiful. Now, Isabella, I've told our listeners a little bit about you in our introduction, but I know that they would love to hear all about who you are and your story in your own words. Of course. So first of all, I want to say sorry if my pronunciation sometimes is not so good. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, my name is Isabella and I'm from Lecco, so from Lake Como, eastern side of Lake Como. I will tell you something more later about my lake. And uh, I created this little business uh, on Lake Como to sell, uh, organize and sell beautiful experiences uh, on the lake and mountains uh, and linked to traditions uh, and culture and food. So I started my little business in 2016 after maybe we can say two, three years of inspirations because I traveled a lot before that and my longest time away from my family and from my home was uh, when I went to Australia for a couple of years. And then after Australia, I traveled again before coming back home. And as soon as I came back home and I was driving from the airport to my little town, because I live, well, not now, but I grew up in a very little town, 1,600 people just at the bottom of of a mountain and overlooking the lake. So when I was driving from the airport to my home and I was approaching the mountains and the lake and I was like, oh, my God, I felt like I was uh, I betrayed my hometown traveling too much and staying away too much. So this is why step by step, this business was coming to my head. And in 2016, I chose to finally uh, open my business and risk it all and say, okay, let's get the tourists here and make them look at my hometown with new eyes. Also, because I will tell you later about my side of the lake and the particularity of this uh, side. Yeah, because I think many, many people know Lake Como and they've heard of it and there's lots of famous people and famous villas that are going there and they're they're very, very popular places. And maybe we should hear a little bit about them first, what makes the the Como really, really popular. But, yeah, we definitely want to hear later about what makes your experiences on the lake so special because it is a different side and I think it's worth exploring. But, yeah, let's hear about those popular things first. Yeah, well, of course. So Lake Como is popular mostly for the western side. So uh, Lake Como has a kind of upside down uh, Y shape. And so the western side is the Como side. 
that site is uh, well known because it has a really long history. And we can, I always say that a Western side started working in tourism like in the 18th century when uh, all the poets uh, or uh, writers uh, or most uh, prestigious people from all over Europe, uh, they were coming to Lake Como during their grand tour. So starting from the 18th century, there was this kind of... Uh, um, so what we call right now um, a gap here in the 18th century, it was called Grand Tour. So all the prestigious people used to take one year, one gap year to travel around Europe and get inspiration. And Como, Western side, was one of the place to go. Absolutely. So this is why now we have so many beautiful villas and histories from poets and writers and politicians also. And so, well, Lake Como, Western side, is actually working on tourism since then. And then Como was one stop on the silk uh, market. Um, Not market, how can we say that? The Silk Road? Yes, the Silk Road. So it's more popular also because of the history. And now, of course, we have those prestigious and wonderful and luxurious uh, villas on the lake that absolutely worth to be visited, but also from the lake. So one thing I used to do every summer, not last year, unfortunately, but every summer I always take one day to rent a boat to go on the lake of uh, Villa Balbianello and jump in the lake and swim in the lake and pretend it's my villa. (laughs) (laughs) That is a pretty spectacular villa and it's been featured in lots of films, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can go inside, but I think it's really the gardens that it's the most spectacular. Yes, well, I love it. I absolutely love it from the water. From the water is simply stunning. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's just like the shape of the tree. You know the story of that tree? Why did they cut the tree like that, like round shape at Villa Balbianello? Yeah, it's a special tree. Maybe you can tell everyone it's a special tree that it's, that's been cut into a certain shape and Isabella's going to tell you why. <laughs> I remember that it was a politician, an American politician, who came to Villa Balbianello and the, the, main, the, the most beautiful room was overviewing this tree. But this tree was obviously so beautiful, but the man couldn't see out of the window, couldn't see the lake. And he said, how can I see the lake? I cannot watch the lake without cutting the trees. So he started like rounding the top of the tree. It's in a beautiful shape, isn't it? And it's very distinctive. You can see it. That's one of the, it is one a very stunning villa. And it's been in the Star Wars. I think it's been in James Bond. It's been in lots of movies, that villa. And it's not also too expensive to rent for wedding because it's not a private villa. Uh, it's a, a property of FAI, FI. Uh, so it's a public villa and it's not expensive to, to get married there, not too expensive. Not like other, all the other private villas are like maybe 100,000 euro. Balbianello <laughs> is not so expensive. Well, bet there's a long waiting list there, though. <laughs> oh, there's another one of um, the, I guess one of the more popular ones is um, Villa Carlotta, and I love that villa. It's so magical with the gates at the front overlooking the lake. 
So yeah, I always suggest to visit the villas uh, in spring and early in summertime because of the blossom and flowers and all the gardens. Uh, and Villa Carlotta is also a museum inside with sculptures and Yep, you can go up the car you and you can look out on the balcony like um, the princess that used to live there and pretend you're like, ta-da! Yeah, <laughs> the villas are good for that, like, to pretend that you're like, oh, and you can call the service like, uh, hey. <laughs> oh, goodness, I love it. It's it's beautiful. And I think the other interesting thing about um, Lake Como is it's a different climate that you may not expect. So in Villa Carlotta, they've got some even tropical plants there, haven't they, which you would think, oh, why have they got that? But it's because of the climate around the lake. We have lots of humidity here in wintertime, but in the last 10 years, also in summertime. So our summer... Our summers right now, maybe more than 10 years, actually. It's like 15 years that we have a tropical climate also in summertime with a lot of humidity and hot, very hot. But then maybe you have like storms, uh, just maybe mm, one night, one night storm and then hot again. But yeah, so our climate is very humid. And so this is why all those plants can stay here. And so uh, I guess when most people go to Como, they go to a couple of places, don't they? They go to Como and they probably go to the famous Bellagio. (laughs) And people love Bellagio, don't they? Yes, yes. Well, Bellagio also is the pearl of the lake. One of the pearls is obviously the most popular spot and absolutely uh, it's worth to be discovered also by themselves uh, not well with, with a guide maybe you can you can listen to the histories of Bellagio and all the prestigious people who live there but also by yourself uh, you can uh, absolutely you have to walk through all the alleys uh, up and down and then actually if you start going into like walking into or through the city center you can also it's and, and it's a little town but you can get lost <laughs> because there are all these little alleys up and down and you're like okay let's go there and then you follow another little alley and then you get lost looking at houses or gardens uh, uh, or also the small shops and then and then you're like oh my god where am i <laughs> so it's a beautiful town but you can get lost because of that yeah it's very beautiful isn't it but it's very popular and it can get very very busy so we have to let people know that if they want to stay in Bellagio you need to book very well in advance and it may not be the most cost effective place to stay no 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 exactly exactly and 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 actually I'm I'm happy for that because because uh, as usual when one place uh, when the most popular place gets too crowded then people start staying outside and they start discovering uh, the surroundings so so not just Bellagio but okay Bellagio is too expensive and there is no place so in the last few years finally tourists started to discovering the surrounding staying a little bit outside Bellagio and sometimes also far away from Bellagio and this is good because now uh, Lake Como is becoming popular not only for the western side but also for other nice places. 
Bellagio can be very crowded, so also Bellagio, maybe if someone wants to stay one or two weeks in Bellagio, maybe we suggest always spring, early summer, or maybe September. September is also very nice. Oh, yes. That's when we were there for a week. Not in Bellagio, actually, but in in Como. But I think the one amazing thing about the lake is you don't need to just stay in Bellagio because you could stay um, really anywhere because there's so many ferries that zip around the lake that join the towns. So you don't need to stay there. You can visit there for the day and you could stay in another town. What what are some of your favourite towns that you think people would like to stay in? So I'm a history sign person. <laughs> For me, the best area is Varenna. Varenna is half, almost halfway from Lecco to Colico. Colico is the northeast town, so it's on the northern side of the lake. And Varenna or Bellano, also Bellano is, is pretty cute. I think they're very beautiful places, of course, but they're, they're also very, how can I say, comfortable because you are in the center of the lake and there are so many ferries that goes every day, every single half an hour, every 15 minutes actually when it's very high season. And from Varenna, for example, you can reach Menaggio or Bellagio, uh, whenever. So you can move from one side to the other in 15 minutes. So it's very easy. And Varenna, it's... It's becoming popular, but it's not so crowded as Bellagio, maybe. So it's a little bit, maybe it's more peaceful. It's it's a more peaceful place. And we have uh, Varenna, for example, is also more more nature than Bellagio. Uh, you can, you're surrounded by Olive's Garden, for example. And it's also well connected through public transport uh, because there's a train from Milano Centrale to Colico, the northern northern lake, and you have all different stops on the way. So Varena is a train station, which is very useful also. Like it's getting a lot more popular. I know when we were there, we didn't actually stay in Varena, but we said next time we definitely will for all of the reasons that you mentioned because it is such a beautiful little town. And we did have some excellent gelato there. Like I <laughs> I like gelato, but I remember this one to be particularly good. And there's a little street and they have cushions on the steps that are going up, colourful cushions, and we sat there and we enjoyed our gelato um, looking out at the lake and it's just, it's it's such a beautiful place. Now, I think so people like tend to go to Como and they will go around and they will go out on the lake on the ferries, but I know you have got some very special things that you can share that people can do on the lake that they may not have thought of. What are some of your favourite things to do on Lake Como? So maybe what what I do since I was a kid. <laughs> so, well, it, it depends on the season, first of all, because Lake Como change a lot from wintertime and summertime. Wintertime is more peaceful, of course, and it's more mountains. It's more discovering the mountains from um, very easy hikes, from uh, the most extreme hikes, uh, but winter time is more like mountains and uh, maybe having a hike to reach uh, a hut at a restaurant and you can have uh, lunch at the hut and with a view, of course, <laughs> because we have 
so many like really wonderful views and so that is absolutely something we love to do uh, local people loves to do so like sundays a typical sundays on lake como in winter time is sailing for people passionate of sailing and uh, mountains like okay let's go to that hut and have lunch and so we start hiking and then we go we go and we have lunch at the hut we have a seat with a view and we eat a lot and we drink <laughs> a lot <laughs> we wait for uh you know like um the, the wine level to go down a little bit <laughs> and we have to walk back and <laughs> so that is absolutely something we do Summertime is more like a typical Sunday. I always use the Sunday because obviously it's a day off. Uh, a typical Sunday on Lake Como in spring, summertime, September is visiting, of course, visiting Varenna, visiting Bellagio, uh, Northern Lake also. There are a couple of beautiful towns to visit. For example, Gravedona, it's a nice city. Or Como, Villas, so it's more visiting also, we have many uh, religious um, shrines in the mountains or live in the lake, like lake activities. So we go on the beach and we have fun on the beach. We swim, uh, we do sailing or uh, uh, wakeboard, the other one with the sail. <laughs> Windsurfing. Yeah, of course. So summertime is more lake, more water because it's too hot to go to the mountains. And there are crazy people, they go to the mountains every single day, and they run also. Now it's like three years, we have people running in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. So <laughs> so are there hikes for like all different types of levels of fitness and activity? Because, you know, I think a lot of people really like the sound of, you know, doing a nice gentle walk for a lunch and then, and then relaxing. Is Is that possible too? Yeah, of course. So the good thing about Lake Como and, well, mostly my side, but the whole Lake Como is like that, is that there are activities for any level. So there are some beautiful and very yummy huts and restaurants where you can drive with your car and maybe then park your car and then it's like maybe 10, 15 minutes walk and like flat and nice in the woods, or there are medium hikes. So it, it's good because it's for any any level, any level. So like, for example, for me, when I, when I was a little kid, I used to go to the mountains, but high mountains. But right now I'm more a lake person. <laughs> and it's the same for me if my friends, they like, oh, Isa, uh, so let's go to that hut and have lunch. I'm like, oh, can you give me the difference in hate first? And then how do you <laughs> We have so many, we have so many beautiful places you can reach by car and maybe it's just 10 minutes walk, very easy. Ooh, do you have an example of one of those that you can share with our listeners? One of your favorites? There, there is this place, which is a place I also use for one of my experience on uh, the way the Wayfarer Trail because we have we have a trail in the mountains. It's not mountains actually because uh, it's like where we are right now. Like it's not uh, so high in level. So there is this path, Sentiero del Viandante, which starts from Lecco. 
to uh, Colico, to the northern lake. And that trail is not, is like uh, medium easy level. It depends on the on the, um, the section. Yeah. Right, right. And you can find so many little places where you can have lunch or dinner also. And there is this place that I use in Mandello del Lario. Um, the name is La Selvaggia, which is a place that you can reach, obviously, just by walking, but it's not a long walk. So you can park the car at the top of Mandello, so over Mandello, over the, over the city center, and then it's like a 20 minutes walk on a mule track. So it's not even uh, a mountain track, but it's a mule track, very easy. And they, they are a little uh, agriturismo. They have this little house like in stone and wood and a wonderful view. And they cook uh, like homemade dishes. And you can't, you, you don't have a menu to choose from because they, they have uh, like, uh, the cost is always 25 euros. So you pay 25 euros and the menu uh, is decided by them day by day, depending on the season, depending on what they have and they and they produce. So you go there, you have to book absolutely in advance and you go there and then 25 euro and you eat uh, like for like for you, maybe like having a Christmas. For us, it's <laughs> a normal Sunday lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you've got me now on the food. So you better tell us what sort of things they cook, I think. What, what's the specialties around Lake Como? Uh, so when we say, oh, we have a quick lunch, our quick lunch is like, okay, we, we can have a little antipasto and maybe pasta or a second dish. So that for us is a quick lunch. <laughs> when we say, oh, let's have a real lunch, is like, okay, we start from antipasto. And for example, that place or many other little agriturismi or osteria, antipasto means having many different kinds of cold cuts like meat, like affettato, so different kind of prosciutto, wild prosciutto sometimes, like brezaola. Brezaola is very, very popular here. Um, and then you have some lake fish uh, as antipasto, like uh, pesce in carpione. Pesce means uh, a fish. Carpione is the way it is marinated with vinegar and um, veggies and the little fish, agoni, little agoni fish. And they're marinated with vinegar and cloves, so vinegar. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. It, it has a very, very tasty. Not not everyone actually uh, is used to that taste. Uh, and then we have uh, veggies, of course. Uh, also cheese. Sometimes we have cheese also as antipasto. And we have many different kinds of cheese because Lake Como actually is a good producer of cheese, mountain cheese goat cheese mm, delicious then after antipasto we have that place la selvaggia in the 25 euro menu they have two different kind of pasta <laughs> but you can't choose you you can't choose i mean you start with the first kind of pasta and generally it can be like pasta with lake fish again or it can be like a pasta with ragu di cinghiale, with wild uh, wild pig uh, ragu. Oof. 
and you have all of them, or you have ravioli, ravioli with uh, sage, like just simple with some butter and sage. So you have two dishes of pasta. Two? <laughs> yeah. And then you have two dishes of uh, or like main dish, like uh, meat or fish. Oh. But it's two. You can't choose. You can't say, oh, I don't want the meat, I want the fish. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they, they come and they do everything on the table. And you have, so maybe you have grilled fish, like lavarello, or maybe you have wild uh, meat, like stew dishes with polenta. So wild pig or uh, pork meat uh, with polenta. Cassola, cassola. Cassola is a very traditional uh, dish. Here, mostly in winter time, winter time and autumn. Summertime is a little bit heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so you have two two main dishes with sides. Sides actually, they some well, they're simple like veggies and potatoes, and then you have dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have dessert, which is uh, homemade cakes. Uh, from them, and then you start with digestives, uh, with grappa <laughs> and, or amaro. Amaro, like for example, is uh, maybe you know di Saronno or Montenegro. Then here we have we have so many. We have some local digestives made of uh, wild herbs, uh, and and then wine is also included. Everything is included: water, coffee, uh, wine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, generally, when you go and have lunch in these kind of places like La Selvaggia or uh, in a hut in a mountain at the top of a mountain, generally it's like that. They give you, um, they say, okay, it's uh, 20 euro, it's 25 euro and everything is included and you eat like it's Christmas and you can't move. <laughs> you, you need like four grappas before walking back. <laughs> I love it. That is absolutely a real lunch. I don't think anyone can argue with that. <laughs> that is what we call a real lunch. Our quick lunch is like antipasta, antipasto and pasta or antipasto and meat. Uh, so that is our quick lunch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's actually amazing food. And I mentioned to Isabella when we were talking about this, doing this podcast that I had been to a food festival, Sagra, um, on the lake, and it actually is one of the big highlights of my life, actually, because it was a very special time when we just stumbled upon it by accident and it was just like mind-blowing to me, all these different foods and just the generosity of the people and the kindness of people and just the tastiness of the food. I had never really experienced that extremely local experience outside of a restaurant and I, I if you're going to the lake or anywhere in Italy actually if you, you should really seek out these agriturismos because I think it's a really special and unique experience that you can't have at home actually so um yes definitely seek them out I, I'm I'm I just had my dinner Isabella and I am now hungry again so <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely one of the experiences you should have when you're there. Now, is there any other experiences that you absolutely must have when you're in Lake Como? Maybe one of the things I also I also love that is um, having a local 
morning in a city center, like if you're staying in Como, if you're staying in Lecco, maybe Bellagio and Varenna, maybe the most tourist places, not not so much, but like waking up in the morning and walk in the city center of Como or Lecco and buy food in the small shops because it's something we do. And you can see the the eighty years old lady buying bread or meat at the butcher at the butchery, and speaking our dialect. Uh, I say that because I remember also with my mom; she has uh, a relationship. I can't not relationship. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's a bit. Uh, there's a real real life. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that uh, between the local person and and the owner of the small shop, because maybe you can find the 80 years old lady uh, that buys uh, bread or meat uh, at the same shop, same shop since uh, she was a little girl. So if you if you say, okay, if you're staying in an apartment, for example, in Lecco or Como, I always suggest people uh, to wake up early in the morning and to walk in the city center to buy food for lunch. And they can actually see these beautiful moments of real life in our in our town on Lake Como. So ladies and kids uh, in the small shop and they, they know each other and then they ask about uh, their neighbor. How are you? How was your neighbor? How was your weekend? And, and then they speak dialect, of course. Uh, so it's, uh, I don't know. It's like watching a movie for me. It's something very, very nice. And I have to say, if anyone's listening and that travel with kids, if you're traveling with kids, you often get pulled into these movies because you have people going, ah, oh, Bella Familia, and like giving your kids sweets and chocolate. Yeah, always, always get this chocolate, get this candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Something normal for us. Uh, when I was a little girl, and my mom, she was like, Isa. Well, I was living in a little town, so nobody cares if I was five years old and I was walking to the bakery shop to buy bread. <laughs> but every single time I, I remember that I walked there at the big bakery shop and like right now there is still the same person working there. <laughs> <laughs> and to buy bread for my mom and every single time walking back maybe with a little panino with Nutella inside or candies or chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's beautiful. And I think these are the, some of the experiences that you have and you don't have to, you don't have to do much. You just you sit there and, and just watch what's happening. But, you know, there is one experience that I would love to have just because I do like a bit of glamour and you do get quite a bit of glamour on Lake Como is I would love I love the boats, the wooden boats, uh, the speed boats. I just think they're so, I just love them. And they're everywhere. So can you describe for our listeners what they look like? Because they're not like your average speed boat. They're like extra. They're very beautiful boat. And uh, all the owners of those boats, they, they have to take care of them because most of them, they're uh, wooden boats. Um, I don't know, actually, if you imagine um, like uh, VIP people or like American actors coming um, to Italy and in Venice uh, for the movie festival. The film festival? Yeah. 
So, you know, you know that all those VIP people, they travel in Venice on those beautiful and very uh, luxury uh, motorboat. So we have the same boat here on Lake Como. So those are the boats. So we have maybe we have the most luxury ones that you can find at uh, Riva Boat. Riva Boat, uh, it's actually a building site. They build this very luxury uh, boat. But there are other like normal and they do tours to villas or they they use for weddings, uh, for taking pictures. So, yes, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I was talking with my partner because now uh, he, he brought the boat uh, from home. To, to the lake so we're opening the season this weekend and and I was looking at the boat and it was like so because he was working the whole winter time to fix to clean I don't know they're so particular and they all the all the drivers they really take a lot of care of their boat it's like their jewels and they are they're beautiful they're all polished up and just stunning and so you really at this point if you're going to be going on that boat I think you need to wear your your Gucci scarf or whatever or you just need to look fabulous when you're in the boat because it is really a movie star moment and I just it's actually yes a VIP experience but you can like on a tour on a Venetian style boat uh, on a tour you can see the best of Lake Como in half a day or if you want in one one day because uh, there are so many different kinds of tours. Me, for example, uh, I have some already made product, but if someone wants to visit something else, uh, there are so many tailor-made tours you can do, like, oh, I want to take a Venetian-style board, but I want to visit that, 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 whatever. They're maybe they're a little bit expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences, I think. Yes, and I know what's behind the scenes of those boats and, gosh, it's a lot of work for them, a lot of work. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. You know, I, I really believe in thinking of those moments that you're going to have, that, you know, not that you can create moments, but you can help them along a bit, I think, you know, <laughs> and just make sure that you make the most of your time. And, you know, the ferries can be a little bit slow and crowded. Yeah, so yeah. If you... during high season, I never, never suggest to use the ferry, actually. They're too crowded and maybe you have to wait because if a time it's too full, then you have to wait. Maybe a high season, I suggest to move on a Venetian style boat because also you are in Varenna, you want to go to Bellagio, you can, you can go down the lake and talk with Luca <laughs> with a taxi boat in Varenna and you can say, oh, can you please take me to Bellagio? Can you please take me to Menaggio? Can you please take me to visit the villas? Visiting the villas, oh, I always ask people to use Venetian-style boat, not, not the ferry. Because, I mean, it's, as what you said, Katie, uh, visiting the villa, also maybe just from the water, it's something like stunning and beautiful. And it's like, actually, it's a kind of VIP feeling and you have to complete the experience with a Venetian-style boat. 
<laughs> I think so too. I think so. I want to do that. I was looking at these boats going across the lake and I just looked at my husband and I said, we're going on, we're doing that when we come back and these kids are grown up. We are going on that boat. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Now, the other thing, you know, when you have a guide, then they can tell you some of the stories and the customs of the lake, can't they? And, and some of the, the interesting things. And I, have you got any special stories that, that you personally love to share about Lake Como? Yeah, yeah, couple. Yeah, I love to talk about fishing on Lake Como because we have so many uh, different kind of fish, and uh, and we have like a fishing history. Also, we have so many fishermen, and that uh, they sell their fish to restaurants uh, or they have their small shop. So I always talk about fish. And then I always talk about outdoor activities, uh, what we said before about uh, there are so many different kind of activities for any level and um, uh, mostly on the lake also. Like, uh, I, um, so it, I, I like to talk about, about how eclectic is this lake. But what, what I love the most, uh, so there's a kind of competition on Lake Como between the eastern side and western side. Ah, <laughs> in, in Italy we have a competition for everything, but it's like in soccer championship. So Como and Lecco is like uh, looking at uh, Inter and Juventus, like it's something like that, you know? Oh, big rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I always say to to, to my customers uh, when I when I'm with them, and obviously we talk about the difference between Como and Lecco. I love the whole lake, obviously. I also love the northern lake, which is wilder. It's wilder than the eastern side. But I'm always like, ah, but in Como, they're maybe more VIP because of the villas and, you know, luxury. And maybe here we are a little bit more wild and still uh, like for the Como people, we are farmers, you know, something like that. So there is this competition. But what I say is always like, yeah, but they don't know that they, they, they don't know. They actually know that the lake in Como is closed. In Lecco, uh, it's not closed because we have a river starting from Lecco. So in Lecco, we have three bridges and then the lake becomes river, becomes the Adda River. And this, the, this river goes then to our main uh, river in, in Italy, Po. And uh, there is a dam that controls the level of the lake. Then they they open or they close the dam depending on on the water level on the lake or the water for agriculture close to Milan and then down. So we always say that if we close the dam, Como gets flooded. When when it rains a lot, when it rains a lot, or we or we have a lot of snow in springtime or early in summertime, and we have a lot of rain, the level in Como gets higher and higher and higher. And we're like, <laughs> hey guys, if you don't be quiet, we don't open the dam. <laughs> but this is what we love to to say. It's just a curiosity about this kind of competition. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Everywhere around the world, everyone has their own little ways that they compete with their neighbours, don't they? Like, 
you guys are just going to close the dam on, you're not going to close the dam on Como. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it, it's so funny. It's so funny because like there, there are also two different soccer team. There's a soccer team in Como and there's a soccer team in Lecco. So there is competition for everything, for soccer, for food, for tourism, for... We love each other, but there, there is always this competition between Como and Lecco, Como and Lecco. <laughs> <laughs> it's like brothers and sisters. I love it. <laughs> okay, now there's one thing that I need to know before we go. Where I found Isabella was actually I was looking for experiences to do on Lake Como and then one thing really stood out to me. It's because if listeners to this podcast know that I love aperitivo and I love sunsets and Isabella's got an amazing experience that she offers as part of her tours which is to have aperitivo on a boat a sailing boat on Lake Como and to me that just sounds perfect I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you know where the best sunsets are too don't you yeah of course and, and actually it's also good the wall here obviously aperitivo on a sailboat in winter time is not uh, really suggested uh, but <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have other experiences always at sunset. Like for example, if in winter time I have the opportunity to have a beer at sunset on a top of, on the top of the mountain. But aperitivo on a sailboat is actually one of my best sellers uh, because you are actually in a very peaceful atmosphere. So you are on a sailboat, not on a boat motorboat. So there is no noise. And you are in the middle of the lake and at sunset there are not too many people on the lake like uh, doing uh, activities or uh, many motorboats. So you are on a sailboat in the middle of the lake uh, like 7, 8 p.m. with the sunset going down, really relaxing. We do it for little groups obviously uh, because uh, our sailboats can have from six to eight people on board but we also do it and mostly we do it for couples so we we organize a romantic experience on a sailboat sometimes we also have proposals wedding proposals Oh. Also because my great friend and cooperator, she's a, she's a gastronomy expert and she's the one who helped, helped me organizing the finger food to put on board. And uh, the little finger food, like seasonal and very particular uh, gourmet and not not it's sometimes unusual actually it's maybe and like you can have some our affettato normal affettato with uh, wild herbs so not only the atmosphere the place but also the food is really um, magical it's new it's suggestive it's romantic it's, yeah i love it I love to organize that. I'm always on board when I have a dinner because then I also, I have a lot of experience in hospitality. And so I also wear and I'm like serving <laughs> people. It's wonderful. 
It sounds just perfect. I can't imagine a better way to spend the end of a day on Lake Como, to be honest. Now, this has been delightful. I don't know if anyone has been hearing the birds tweeting in the background behind me, but it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, Isabella, we would love to know how we can stay in touch with you. So can you let our listeners know how they can reach out to you on the internet or on social media? Yeah, of course. So I have a website, which is horizontilecomo.com. And I have like, uh, I use Instagram and Facebook as a social media. And pages are under horizontilecomo. I'm, I'm not the one that posts a lot on social media, but yeah, sometimes I love to share moments and pictures and also experiences from other tourists. So yeah. They can uh, they can visit my website, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm always open to any kind of request. So on my website, they can see I have some organized product already. But what we love to do most, and it's also more exciting for us, it's creating tailor-made experience. So uh, there are so many people, maybe they contact us and they're like, or oh, we're staying one week in uh, Lecco, in Varenna, in Bellagio. What can we do in one week? And then we start uh, sending like questions like uh, how old are you uh, which is your level for this what would you like to do and then we love to also create helping them in having the best out of a week or three days or five days well i would just love to be there with you right now i just feel like you know it's the magic of the internet you can actually i can see the lake and i can see the trees and hear the birds i feel like i'm there so it's absolutely beautiful and it's all calling to me, especially that real lunch. <laughs> so yeah, about, about that real lunch, I remember when there was a couple from Malta, Malta, the little island south of Italy. And so I think it was the first time, the very first time I was doing that tour with someone and they were a young couple. And we went there and <laughs> and they we started with antipasto and then they were full already. And I was like, what? <laughs> we're full. I said, no, you can't be full. We still have two pasta, two main dishes. <laughs> and they were like, no, we're dying. <laughs> you should have just told them to go for a walk or something. Walk it off. No, no, no. So now from, from that moment, every single time they book that tour, I'm like, uh, please have a very light dinner. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a heavy breakfast like you you, you have to be very hungry <laughs> you have to be very hungry <laughs> it sounds amazing oh Isabella well I really hope we can be there soon and I know that everyone is just itching to get to Lake Como and just experience that beautiful wild nature as well as the more VIP experiences too thank you so much for joining us on Untold Italy today thank you Ciao, ciao. Are you ready for a real lunch on Lake Como? Bring it on, I say. So much fun. I just love the way Italians appreciate food and company. When I think back on the last year, it is actually those moments that I craved the most. May there be many, many long real lunches in our future, followed by aperitivo on a sailing boat on Lake Como, of course.
can you imagine? I can because I have my photos of sunsets there to remind me of just how special it is and, you know what, I look back on them often and I can't wait to get back there just as soon as I can. Isabella mentioned many places and things to do on Lake Como in our interview and I've made sure that they are all up on our website at untolditaly.com forward slash 75 for you. This is also where you can find information on that real lunch and how you can follow Horizonte and Isabella's days on Lake Como for yourself. If you enjoyed today's show, it would be so wonderful if you could give us a rating or review either on your favourite podcast app or on our Facebook page at Untold Italy Travel. That helps the people of the internet know that our podcast is worth listening to. And I'll be honest, we do a little happy dance when we read them. Coming up next week, we're going back to Prosecco country with my friends, wine experts and food lovers, Chantelle and Giovanni, from the Italian on tour to explore some of the villages and wineries of this very special region of northern Italy. But it's ciao for now.